This right here is the Twib Lab. You're listening to Twib FM. Real talk, real awesome. Finally, I'm finally free. Finally, I'm finally me. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Black Girl Nerds Podcast. My name is Jamie. I am your host. Thank you guys for supporting us, and we are here at New York Super Week. Please give us a round of applause. (laughs) Thank you so much for coming out. Really appreciate it. Our topic today is about blurs and the online community and how we're using social media as a way to connect and network with one another. Our co-hosts today are LaTanya and Ashley. Say hi, ladies. Hello. Hi, everybody. (laughs) Um, And before we get started on our topic, I just want to make a few announcements, as we always do on the BGM podcast. Um, First and foremost, the way this uh, whole podcast works, for those of you that are here live at New York Super Week that may have not heard us, um, we do this live on the air. It's a one-hour show. We also tweet with our listeners using the BGN podcast hashtag. And that allows you to jump into the discussion via Twitter and ask any kind of questions. Um, Feel free to add any kind of commentary to our topic. And if you are with your cell phones or you've got your tablet with you, um, feel free to join us on uh, the BGN podcast hashtag on Twitter. Um, Also, we just ask that you continue to support us in other efforts. We have a Zazzle store where you can get merchandise, products. We have T-shirts. We've got coffee mugs, a whole bunch of nice stuff. It's Zazzle.com forward slash blurredgasm. And um, that's where all of the funds to um, get that helps to support the website, to support the podcast. And we are on TWIB. If you're listening live um, but you're not here at New York Super Week, make sure to go to www.twib.fm forward slash live. That is the link to listen in live via TWIB. Uh, we've been on Twibularity for a while now, so very happy um, of our place right there. And, um, again, thanks to you for listening so much. So um, our number, by the way, for TWIB, if you want to go ahead and call in and ask us questions, um, is 718-404-9320. Um, so a couple more announcements, one more thing I do want to add. Next week, we are actually, myself and Ashley, we're going to Geek Girl Con. So if you happen to be in Seattle, um, if you're a fan of Geek Girl Con, feel free to check us out. I'll be on a couple of panels. I'll be on a panel about comic books and also about online feminism. So that's going to be a lot of fun. And that's going to be next Saturday, October the 12th in Seattle. So... I am going to pass the virtual mic over to our co-host. We'll start with LaTanya and then Ashley. Um, just go ahead and introduce yourselves, uh, give us your social media shout-outs, and let us know what's going on. Hello, I'm LaTanya. Um, I am a blogger and party stylist. Um, my website is sprinklesandboos.com, and everything I'm on, like Instagram, Twitter, everything is sprinklesandboos.com. It's pretty easy. And um, what, was there another thing I was supposed to say? <laughs> It's all you. um, Well, I'm happy it's not raining anymore. It was raining all day in New York City, 
and I flat ironed my hair for this, and I was pretty upset about the rain, but it's good now, so um, that's it. Ashley, you're here. <laughs> I'm Ashley, I'm a writer. Uh, my blog is graveyardshipsisters.com. It is a blog about black women in primarily horror, but also science fiction. And it's also, we also have a Tumblr page where I have a catalog of every black woman you can ever find in any genre film ever, which is graveyardshipsisters.tumblr.com. There's also Instagram, and I'm always on Twitter at graveyardsister. All right, so let's get started. So. Our topic is about blurs in the online community. Um, my first question is to each of you, um, is for the folks that are listening in that may not even know what a blurred is, um, how did you first, well, first of all, the portmanteau term for blurred is black nerd, um, but how did you guys first hear about the word blurred and what are your feelings about the term? Um, me first. Sure. Okay. <laughs> we'll go in that order. <laughs> um, all right. So for me, the first time I heard the term blurred was actually through Donald Glover, a.k.a. Childish Gambino. Um, I actually had no clue what it was when he like said it. I'm like, what? And then I like Googled it. And I was like, oh, okay. That's what it is. I think I identify with that. But for me, the term blurred kind of means anyone that's different or like unique outside of whatever stereotypical black person is supposed to be. Um, it's something I actually identified with pretty quickly um, once I like realized that it was a thing. <laughs> I was like, oh, that's me. <laughs> so. I think the same, I think I heard it maybe on that song, what was that song? Uh, it was Bonfire. Bonfire, correct. <laughs> I'm guessing, I doubt that's where I first heard it, but that, I feel like that is more, it more resonates with, you know, oh, that's the word. Um, I really don't know where I've heard the term before. No. It's, yeah, I mean, that's all I can really say about that. <laughs> Well, I first heard the term blurred from NPR radio show, uh, Eric Deggins. He did an interview talking about uh, what it is to be a black nerd. And I heard him say the word blurred, and I thought that was very interesting. And then I went to Twitter and just typed that in. And I used the hashtag as a way to just find other black nerds on the Internet. So when I first started the Black Girl Nerds uh, Twitter account, that was my way of finding other nerds like myself that... I could connect with, that I could also follow. Um, so that's how I had first um, heard about the word um, blurred, was through NPR radio. Very nerdy and geeky of me to be listening to NPR, but I love my NPR radio. Good radio <laughs> um, so the blurred um, community has been able to connect heavily by way of social media with various networks like Twitter, Facebook, and Tumblr. Um, how have you personally impacted, or how have you been personally impacted by each or any of these networks? Um, when I first started blogging, um, it was three years ago now, I actually was looking to, I guess, write on other websites to kind of get my my name out there. and. I didn't know what to like look up for me really. I was like, what should I search for? Like, what am I? Like, what's my, my market? And I actually put in black girl nerds and that's how I found the site. Like I was like, Oh my God, this is like a thing. And I wrote to Jamie and like, she was just like, yeah, send her a writing sample. I don't know who you are. Like I need to know that what you're going to put out is good. Um, I sent over a writing sample and from there it kind of like took off for me. 
Um, so the blurred community, like it kind of, I guess was my easy way into blogging. It was almost like I didn't have the rough start that a lot of bloggers typically would have where it's like, no one's looking at my stuff, but the community kind of just embraced me and made me feel like, I don't know, accepted. And it was just easier for me to like get started on my journey of blogging, I guess. I don't know. That's me. For me, it started with the with the art community and the journalists and the fans there. So when I noticed the lack of folks of color in my circles, I you know I really started to kind of focus on in, in particular the black women in the genre. And I've always had the support of the art community as far as my writing as long, but it was very hit or miss because I just tend to take way too much time on a blog post. But learning kind of a journalistic take on what I already do, um, I'm able to you know produce more content and you know folk, with focus more on black women, it was really easy for me to find that harder community that was in color, and I was really shocked because I'm like, where are we all at? Two years ago, <laughs> you know, that's how I felt. Um, but, you know, this past year that I've been doing it, it's been a really humbling experience and finding people, who, you know, especially black women who are talking about horror films on Twitter 24-7. That's really shocking to me, but also very, very, it's very, very happy, and I'm glad I've been able to converse with them and not feel like some larger-than-life person and, you know, talk to people like I am a real person, because I am, so. You are I a real person. Community. That's what's done for me. I'm happy about that. Yes. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. It might, might be enjoyed. I don't know. Um, Twitter is really my conduit to the blurred community. I just, I've been able to find so many things by Twitter. So, um, one of the sites that I stumbled upon, which was just amazing to me, was the Tumblr site Cosplaying While Black. And um, I just found a community of people that I was just like shocked to see so many black cosplayers out there. Um, so that's one example of a great site um, to find a lot of blurs. And then also I had stumbled upon Blurred Nation. Um, Sean actually did a podcast with us last year. He's the creator of Blurred Nation. Um, and that was a really cool website that just focused all on our community. And then um, just other podcasts like Geek Soul Brother, big fan of his podcast, The Black Geeks, um, Three Black Geeks. So um, really great to just be able to see all of these different websites that have popped up um, since our uh, you know, not only just Black Girl Nerds, but just since all of these different blur communities have popped up over the past few years. So it's really great. And kudos to Geek Soul Brother, who really was the one to say, hey, why don't you start a podcast? And that's kind of how this even had unfolded. So that's what happened with the uh, with the blur community and how I've been able to connect through social media. So my next question is, how did you first come to stumble upon, and I probably touched on a lot of this, but how did you first come to stumble upon the blurred community online? Black girl nerds. Like, <laughs> I seriously put in black girl nerd and found you. And, Yay! <laughs> and ever since, I've been, I guess, obsessed with the community. But, yeah, that's how I found out. Yeah, your website and mostly Twitter has been kind of a conduit to because I'm never on Facebook, so Twitter is really the place where it seems like everyone is all, this, all, all the time. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I first saw on Facebook Geek Soul Brothers site, I saw this 
yellow cosmic afro, which is his logo, and I just thought, this is so cool. So um, that was the first time I saw a blurred community online. And then, like I had mentioned before, I had used that hashtag on Twitter as a way to really find a lot of other uh, Twitter followers who even had their own websites and their own podcasts. So um, it's, it's really been a great means to be able to locate um, other blurs in our community. So those were the two things that I'd done, hashtag and Facebook. So how have you connected with blurs um, that you socialize with online? Um, and what has been your experience? Um, I've run into a lot of people that actually have listened to the podcast, like that I haven't known were listening to it. They like find out the name of my blog and they're like, oh, hey, you're like, you're on Black Brown Nerds. And I'm like, I don't see that helps me. <laughs> but um, what do you mean by how have I connected? Like, or actually, let me rephrase that because I actually said that wrong. The online community, have you been able to meet any blurs offline that you've yeah, conversed with time. online? All the time, especially at um, conventions. Uh, actually, I think someone's here that I met at like a pop-up, like it was like a pop-up market in Connecticut, and I randomly ran into her um, in train stations. Like, I have. I don't know if you had a, like, have you run into me? No. Really? No. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure now that one. Yeah. No. I'm, I, that's why that guy probably in the taxi phone for things. Yeah. Oh yeah. A taxi driver thought I was famous. Yeah. I'm like, no. I think it's just because I'm loud too. Like, I think that's another. I don't know. But I run into people often. Yeah. This this is the first time. I I have not connected with anybody offline. Um, from Twitter and Facebook and the various social media networks that I'm on. So it was great to meet some of you prior to getting in here and seeing John Minus give you a big old hug. Today, today. <laughs> like, so, we all, like, met, like, less than an hour, or maybe an hour ago, um, for the first time. It does feel like it was longer, but it's been good. Yeah, so this is this is definitely a first time for me as well. Um, so do you find that social media makes it easier to connect with various subcultures or no? Yes. Yeah. Awesome. Okay. Yeah. Uh, um, <laughs> I think it's easier because it's like, especially with like hashtags, um, it could make meeting people that are into like what you're into, like more, I guess, direct. Like I, I'm obsessed. I'm a, a horror nerd like Ashley and I love what she's doing because I'm finding so many people through her. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, I guess it's as much as I can elaborate on that. And you can even go old school. I mean, message boards when the internet first started basically when that was the first big online community where people were just on message boards constantly and making lists of stuff. Board. I think the first biggest one was the BX Files. So and I was a huge X Files fan. So I think between BX Files online community and Afropunk, those were the first two communities where I've actually met people yeah. and conversed and it's it was surreal but at the same time it felt really great. So one message board I still check it on, which I'm totally embarrassed about, is the Blair Witch Project message board. <laughs> it's such a good message board. Like, I'm not even joking. It's so good. But 
Yeah, and also Afropunk. I was also very oh, I love Afropunk. Afropunk, like, for a long time before, I guess, Twitter and Facebook and everything. I was heavily on those message boards. Cool. Um, and also, feel free, those of you in the audience, if you have any questions, just raise your hand up and say, hey, I got a question, and we'll... We'll direct your questions right here live. Yeah. Or if you want to add commentary and you can add your experience. I love questions. <laughs> Young says, I don't even remember who first introduced me to the blurred community. Uh, Cynthia, she says, I got to attend Geek Girl Brunch and met some awesome black girl nerds who I was able to connect with. And Vivian at, Lil at Lively Vivian says, uh, we all met for the first time today, New York Super Week. Yep, same here, first time. And Connie at Constar24 says, hanging out with black girl nerds and other blurred Twitter friends at the BGN podcast live event for New York Super Week. So just a comment, just a comment. <laughs> um, and then Dawn Walker says, yay for blurreds connecting offline. Yeah. So uh, awesome, awesome commentary. Um, and, you know, I, I mentioned this before, social media has been a great way to connect to, to different subcultures. And I've found that I've learned a lot from, um, not only just doing the podcast, but just doing a lot of research online with finding out of all of these obscure subcultures, like we did the Black Role Players podcast last week, and uh, we had done a podcast last year about Black women and heavy metal music. So I thought that was just really refreshing to find out all of these different communities that exist that have been around for a while, but we just don't really give them the kind of representation or sort of, you know, shed a, um, a light on some of these communities like they should. So I think that was really cool to be able to do that. And I'm really grateful and thankful to see um, such diversity in the blur community. Um, so yeah, it's been pretty cool. So the blur community has used Twitter chats like Don M. Gibson's blur chat, Ashley's Friday Night Horror, and even BGN's Gem Live Tweet. Are there any other Twitter chats that you've participated where you've met or uh, connected with other nerds of color? Um, for me, I usually, if we do like a movie, like through BGN, I'll always participate in those. Like the last one I think I did was um, Coming to America. That was the last. The last, I guess, thing like that that I did. But typically, BGN always and movies. Sometimes I participate in yours, Ashley. Yeah. Uh, participating through Twitter chats is new to me. So um, I don't even know how Friday Night Horror started. I just remember wanting to buy to a horror film, and Jamie was kind of just like, oh, yeah, let's do it. And so that's how it kind of started. And I just created a system for it so that we do it once a month. So it's been really fun doing it with people and getting people are really excited about it. Because I kind of pick, I, I want to pick films that are like fun to kind of live tweet with. So um, I think the more we, the more I do it, the more I'll connect with someone and things will grow and things like that. Yeah. Um, aside from those chats that I had mentioned in the question, I occasionally have done live chats with Digital Undivided, which they have um, an event going on now, the Focus 100. Um, also, 
Code Newbie is a Twitter chat that I've participated in, which is great um, for you know several blurs that are into web development and coding. Um, so that's a really fun um, chat to be a part of. And also, I am a co-founder of the She Thrives Network, and we um, have Twitter chats that take place once a month, and we talk about various topics there. So um, I do a lot of live tweeting. <laughs> Um, a lot of different chats, but um, it's good. It's it's good to be able to just connect and be able to find different folks that have various opinions and various perspectives. So um, those are the few chats that I've participated in. Um, so let me take it to Twitter again. Um, <laughs> this is from um, DJ Benamine says, uh, what is this black role playing podcast you speak of? You know what I'm talking about. <laughs> um, yeah, the, I, I think the the Black Role Players podcast was um, very instrumental. And in, in what happened was we had done the podcast last year. And what happened was we kind of dwelled into role playing without explaining what role playing was. So I had gotten a lot of feedback from folks going, I, I really like the podcast, but I, I wasn't quite following it. So um, I, I wanted to do another one, and uh, it got a lot of folks just excited to, to be able to hear that there are other um, nerds out there like them that's into this subculture. So um, the Black Role Players podcast is definitely probably going to be one of those podcasts that we'll do again in the future, for sure. Um, so podcasting is a social network that has a huge impact on the Blurred community, aside from BGM podcasts, of course. Uh, what are your favorite Blurred podcasts to listen to and why? Right now, um, one of my favoriteest podcasts is Black Girls Talking. They oh, are a good absolutely one. hilarious. I like them. They swear a lot, and that's one of the main reasons why I like them. <laughs> and um, I don't know, they just, they're really, really, really good. You should definitely check them out. It's kind of, I guess it's more like a talk show. Like, they usually have, like, a guest on, and they'll talk about um, celebrity gossip and, like, really whatever they want to, and it's really hilarious, and I love it. So confession time, uh, it's hit or miss, but the particularly for a podcast, I listen to mostly our podcasts, those are the ones I'm loyal to, uh, with the exception of um, BGN. Uh, if it's a topic I'm interested in, I'll listen to it, but I will pimp one of my favorite podcasts, I will say, okay, there's a few. Um, I, I just recently uh, found the Bloodcast, and I think that's it's on geeknation.com, and that's probably one of my favorites now, I'm catching up with it. It's just a lot of old, old nerdy, uh, horror nerds, kind of critically analyzing horror films, so that's my favorite right now. Um, if you want, if you guys are interested in horror, I'll check that out. Um, Geek Soul Brother, The Black Geeks, Cinema, and Noir. Um, I mean, they're not really a nerd podcast, but I love listening to those ladies because I'm a film geek. So, um, and a lot of them I tweet with on a regular on Twitter. Um, the Fan Bros podcast is amazing. Uh, Blurs on Nerds and Nerdgasm Noir are just some of the few that I like to listen to. And it just seems like there's more and more podcasts that happen each and every day. So it's good to have uh, a lot of diversity in the uh, the podcasting community uh, with respect to seeing blurs. So. Those are some of the few. So what are some good websites for black nerds? I just go to black girl nerds. I'm not gonna oh my gosh, that's your I answer do. for everything. I really do. I'm not going to lie. That's what I go to often for like nerdy 
things. Sorry, Darcy. So, Geeks uh, Over Other, also Dark Matters. I think it's not the darkmatters.com, but Dark Matters, they do all the, um, that's of course focusing on people of color uh, in genre, science fiction, horror, all that good stuff. I think those are some good sites for blurbs that kind of in my wheelhouse kind of feel, and also Black Girl Nerds, because it's, it's very all inclusive. I think that's why I was attracted to it in the first place. Me so. too. Um, my favorite sites are Musings in the Dark. Um, shout out to Amaya, who is the creator of that. She was our first uh, contributor on Black Girl Nerds. Blurred Nation is a good one. Water Cooler Combos. Shout out to Jen Jackson, who is my uh, colleague over at She Thrives. And um, Black Nerd Problems. That's a new one that just popped up, and uh, I've been really interested in a lot of their reviews. We do a lot of comic book reviews, so uh, Black Nerd Problems is a, is a really good site. Um, by the way, do you guys have any questions? You guys are a very quiet audience. <laughs> you guys are socially awkward like me. <laughs> she has a question. Hi. Hey. Um, how can a blur in this one associate as we would blur be more open to using that term instead of associating it with um, the turmoil they received in like their childhood from being into their culture? So how should someone that doesn't really want to be in the nerd culture use the term blurred to describe themselves? I mean, I, I just embraced it. I'm not even going to like, you know, like at some point I was just like, this is just who I am and I'm okay with it. I don't. Yeah. Know, I mean, it, it, it is. I remember when we did our, our very first podcast was about the term blurred. And I know that. It is, I guess, for some folks, I wouldn't say divisive, but some people feel like it is a divisive term because they feel like, oh, you're separating yourself from nerds in general. I never saw it that way. I always just saw it as a way for us to connect. And I thought it was just a cute and cheeky term. Really, I never took it as you know, serious as that. But, um, you know, I, I feel like you don't have to use the term blurred. Not everybody does. There, I mean, when we did our podcast, we had somebody that was like, I don't like that word, so I don't want to be called a blurred. So I, I feel like it's relative. Like some people will embrace it and they're a part of the nerd community, or maybe they're not a part of the nerd community, but they still think it's a cool term and they'll put that in their profile on Twitter or something. So, you know, it's, it's really just up to what you feel comfortable with. So... Um, so have you had any, this is, this is an interesting one. Have you had any experience with non-black nerds who have felt like niche communities are divisive or rather maybe do they see the opposite that they're empowering? What kind of response have you seen? I've had a lot of white nerds, um, say that the blurred community was racist like, and I'm like, what are you talking about? And they're like, well, I don't know, that's really racist, and you're the one being racist. And um, I don't know, it gets really uncomfortable, honestly, and I was like, I don't think you get it. <laughs> but um, I've had that happen a few times through Twitter. Um, I've had it happen at a convention. Like, I don't know. Um, I, I still honestly don't fully know how to handle it, but it's happened. I don't really speak 
speak for myself when I say I was when I started my site, I was kind of holding my breath because I was expecting that particular kind of backlash, and it's been the complete opposite. I've had the most press and the most other people who are who are well known in Hollywood even talk about my blog, and they were white, and I was really, really, really shocked. I think the unique approach is something that has rarely ever been done before. So I've gotten nothing but support, and I'm honestly still holding my breath, kind of waiting for any particular backlash and how to handle it in a professional manner, and to have people really thoroughly understand what, uh, you know, especially the horror community in regards to drugs and what that is really, what it's really about, and what I'm really trying to um, foster as far as a community, and also how that overlap happens with, you know, a site like Black Girl Nerds. So. It's been good so far. I'm hoping it stays that way. I don't expect it to, but you know, we'll see. Yeah, um, I got one reaction on Twitter from someone who didn't like the term black girl nerds, but it was a very knee-jerk sort of superficial reaction because they didn't take one iota of a second to look at the website. They just saw the Twitter handle. And they said, oh, black girl nerds. Well, you don't see any sites called white boy geeks. Uh, <laughs> there you go. There you go. Boom, boom. Um, yeah, so um, that, that was the only kind of, I guess, negative reaction that I've had. Um, but really, it's been like 99.9% .9 positive, believe it or not. Uh, through Twitter, emails, uh, message board posts on the site, people have been really supportive and, um, you know, just spreading the word about Black Girl Nerds. And a lot of our followers on Twitter are not Black and not female. And we've had many guests on our podcasts and co-hosts um, who are not female and not Black. So people get it, you know. I mean, I feel like if you're at least within the learning curve, <laughs> you get it, but those who fall below it probably don't. Um, but yeah, if, if you look at the website, it, it's very inclusive, and I felt I had to put out a mission statement out there to let people know, first of all, you know, don't let the term scare you because it's not about being exclusive or being a part of some club and you guys aren't invited. It's just about the fact that we need to have a community where women feel empowered. Women can have a place that is safe for them, where they can embrace their eccentricities um, and just feel empowered by who they are. Um, so, and it's it's a good way to connect. I mean, once you get to the site, you know exactly what you're going to look at because of the term. Um, so, I, I really haven't had um, a lot of negative reaction from people, and I'm glad because, again, you know, for the most part, people get it. So I do want to go to Twitter once again and just read some of our tweets. Some of these questions are following back from previous questions I asked. Um, so one of the questions I had mentioned about podcasts, we've got at Musings of a Blurred says that she listens to cinema and noir, black tribbles, and of course, black girl nerds. Um, and then what are some good websites for black nerds? VixenVarsity.com says, VixenVarsity.com. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then uh, we've got Jen Baker, the blurred community racist. I don't think so. I'm black, though, so could it be biased, um, but super cool and a welcoming community. Um, 
And I, I haven't had any issues with the blur community itself or even outside of the, the community. So um, it hasn't been really a, a big problem for me. And then um, <laughs> and then DJ Benamine says fanbros.com. Yeah, fanbros.com. <laughs> Check it out. Um, so, oh, John Minus has a question. I saw the other day that you accidentally were exposed to girlfriend intervention, and I'm just wondering if you got checked up. Like, are you okay, sis? Like, are you? Yeah, I'm. I'm recovering okay. slowly but surely. Yeah, yeah. A lot of sleep. Yeah, I. I went and got some medication, and I'm. I'm doing good. Yeah, girlfriend intervention. What, what John's talking about is, uh, I was channel surfing. And Girlfriend Intervention was on, for those of you that haven't heard of the show, it's about these four black women that make up white women and they have them to find their inner black woman. Um, so yeah, I, I don't watch reality TV, so it, you know, I don't know why I stayed as long as I did on it. But well, what piqued my interest was the fact that they were making over this white girl who was a cosplayer. And she was a part of the geek community. So I was, my interest was piqued when I saw her dressed up in cosplay. And I, it bothered me, first of all, that she had any sort of reason to have to change her image. Um, but there was a comment made by one of the characters on the show. I don't know her name. But she said that, um, oh, she was also a LARPer. Let me go back. The, the white girl was a LARPer, live action role player. And she made a comment saying that black people don't LARP. And I was just like, wow, really? Really? Because um, we did a podcast last week about that very subject. <laughs> so, um, you know, it's, again, I, I feel like sometimes it's not only non-black people that put us in boxes. It's also members of our own community that, that put us in those boxes. And we, we definitely have to be a little bit more open-minded and be careful of making statements like that because it, it can be offensive to some people. Got a question? Thanks. Um, my Yeah, I mean, it, 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 I totally get that. I think, first of all, we don't see enough images of each other on TV and print and media 
to be able to say, well, that's not true. Look at this. Look at this subculture. Look at this community. Um, so we only see some of the images that we're just used to being exposed to on a daily basis. And it's sad because we're sort of helping to perpetuate those stereotypes that people outside of our community, you know, suppress on us each and every day. So it, it is very discouraging when, when blacks say comments like, oh, well, that's not something that a black person would do, or that's not something that's a part of our community or whatever. Um, but I think that in the long run, as long as communities like this thrive and exist, and we're seeing more websites and more podcasts and more content being created on the interwebs that speak to the black nerd community, I feel like those stereotypes are eventually going to become passe, because it's just like, dude, um, he's LARPer, you know, like there's a whole LARPing convention for black nerds. What are you talking about? This this isn't something that we do. So um, I, I really feel like it's just something that's going to take some time and that we eventually will stop those kind of stereotypes. Will it be erased? I don't know. Probably not, maybe. But um, I think slowly but surely, you know, we're, we're noticing that kind of diversity. What do you guys think? I agree. Yeah, I was just thinking that it just takes time. Um, even though it's 2014, almost 2015, it just is something that gradually will just hopefully be more accepted. Um, it's just the way it is, sadly, right now. Do a question? Yeah. How does one uh, kind of build a young black nerd to see themselves more in their culture? Especially because the mainstream, I mean, like, for example, I have three little cousins, and they're going to Comic-Con next Sunday. Nice. And so uh, one of the cousins, I asked him what he wants to dress up as, what he wants to cosplay as, he says Captain America. I'm like, well, that's great. Uh, what about, like, Static Shop or, you know, Black Panther? And yeah. I'm like, oh, well, who's that? So I just showed a bunch of pictures. Instead of third, he's like, oh, that's cool. They still want to lead to a Captain America because you know he's famous, you know about him more. So it's kind of like, how do you slowly instill black nerd culture into young black nerds without kind of forcing it onto them, but also giving them that it's a part of them, right. and also just be able to really see themselves in a representation. So one of the things for me, um, when I think of the term nerd, it doesn't always have to do with fandoms. It's really about your personality and embracing your eccentricities. Um, so let him, you know, be his own individual, first of all. But also, as far as introducing him to other black comic characters, I mean, I think that's crucial. I have found since being a part of this community that there are so many black comics out there. There are so many different characters. And I didn't even know about, and I know I'm probably going to get some size in the audience, but I didn't even know about Milestone Comics until this year. I mean, like, that's crazy. Um, I know. Like, we're... that we still need to just be able to represent and just social media, plug it away, let people know about it. I'm reading Genius right now. 
great comic. Um, you know, the Harlem Hellfighters, I read that a little while ago, great graphic novel. Um, I, I just think in Princeless, that's another um, great comic for, especially for young girls, because um, the protagonist is a young black girl. So I just think that it's important that we introduce our Is that official? Is that official? Okay. Okay. <laughs> one, one of the folks in the, the audience said that Black Panther is scheduled for 2018. Watch everybody on Twitter go crazy. Um, <laughs> I should tweet that out. Um, I hope so. I mean, we've been going back and forth with the whole Black Panther thing. I would love to see Black Panther um, and T'Challa just come out. Um, I, I think that he is such a rich character. He is incredibly smart. He's wealthier than Bruce Wayne. Um, you know, I, I just feel like why we have Bruce Wayne, we've got Tony Stark. Why don't we have T'Challa yet? You know, uh, so I, I really hope to see that happen sometime soon. And, and that, again, I think Black Panther is another one of those characters, sadly, that there's a lot of black people that don't know about that or and that are even comic book fans that don't know about him. Um, so we just have to be able to educate each other more. And instead of screaming out loud, there's a lack of diversity in comics, let's focus on those independent comic books that are out and people that are hustling and actually representing us and support those folks and, and get them to the mainstream because they're out there. It's not there's like there's, there. yeah, it's not like there's a little bit, there's, there's a lot out there. Any comments about um, representation in comics or anything in general to black nerd culture? Yeah, I just wanted to add, you know, with younger people, like uh, I think like a lot of us, if not all of us, it's a progression. It's going to be something that naturally happens. I think especially as you get older, you start to kind of, you start to kind of, you know, look around and say, why am I only flying buttermilk? You know what I mean? You kind of, you kind of do a kind of a side eye, kind of, a, you know, you want to see that inclusion, and so you kind of search it out yourself. It, it'll happen. And you know, I, I would say, you know, let him be Captain America. You know, maybe, maybe, maybe he's the inspiration for Black Captain America. You know, you never know to, to kind of bring that into the fold. So I think, again, you know, definitely exposure to those, you know, to, to those Black comics and everything else. You know, give him the opportunity, give him that window, but then he'll come to. A I think it's incredibly important. We really need to have not only diversity in the foreground, but also the background. And, um, you know, that's why Dwayne McDuffie created Milestone. Um, to have us represent the stories and be the writers and the storytellers and the editors. So 
I, I definitely feel like we should have more of us being behind the scenes with writing those stories because I feel like we could tell um, that kind of narrative um, just as well or even have more insight um, to, to that kind of character. So it is important. I encourage it. And um, we should definitely support one another, one another in those efforts to, to definitely be behind the scenes because um, it does concern me when there are so many black characters out there that are depicted in movies and written, but it's not written from a black person or from the black perspective. And things get lost in translation when you don't identify with a particular culture. So, yeah. Okay. <laughs> so, yeah, on Twitter, um, ask Alexandra. She says, stop screaming. There's no diversity in the comic community. <laughs> Um, and Kia Barbie says, agreed, not a monolithic community. Being a nerd is not about a fandom. And Robert Young says, I need to hear that from Marvel. <laughs> <laughs> so um, we're about to wrap up here, but I want to ask one last question. Uh, how has mainstream media or celebrities responded to the online blurred community? I was going to say, no, I was going to say, Jamie, I think you should start because you're the one with Shonda Rhimes, all in essence, talking about black <laughs> and, and Carrie on the retweeting your tweets. So. <laughs> she retweeted one of my tweets and I freaked out. I was running around my house screaming because she retweeted me. I was like, oh my God, Carrie Washington is retweeting me. I yeah. love it. Um, being on Twitter a lot helps. Um, and I'm on there a lot. Um, <laughs> so, yeah. It, there's a lot of celebrities out there that are also nerds. You know, they, they identify with, with the community. And the very first celebrity that followed Black Girl Nerds was Melissa Harris Perry, who we all know uses the hashtag Nerdland. So um, she actually had tweeted to me and said, um, you know, I really like the blog. So she gets it. She, she likes that. Um, she likes the culture and the, the, sub, um, the subculture and the community of Black Girl Nerds. And Shonda Rhimes was another one. When she followed me, I was like, oh, my God, Shonda Rhimes is following black girl nerds. And uh, she says, I'm a black girl nerd, too. So, you know, they're, they're folks just like us, and, and they definitely um, have some empathy and, and, and definitely connect um, with the community. So it, it's great to see a lot of folks following black girl nerds that are very well-known um, individuals. Uh, Jill Scott, what was that? Aisha Tyler, she isn't, yeah, I want her to follow Black Girl Nerds. Just keep tweeting to her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, Aisha Tyler, she she has tweeted to Black Girl Nerds before. Um, it was actually the same day that Shonda Rhimes followed the Black Girl Nerds account that Aisha Tyler had tweeted, and she said, yay, Blurred Nation. So that's like a, like a blurred holiday or something I should make. <laughs> Um, but yeah, we uh, Black Nerds has a lot of uh, celebrities: uh, Pam Greer, Jill Scott, um, Reagan Gomez, um, Tracy Toms follows us. Um, and then in the comic book community, I have to, I have to write it down because it's like a list. Um, <laughs> uh, who? Yes, Nicole Biari and Orlando Jones, uh, the Sleepy Hollow crew. And what's really cool, too, because uh, I do a lot of the live tweeting of these various TV shows, um, these TV show Twitter accounts follow um, Black Girl Nerds. So Sleepy Hollow 
follows us, Orphan Black, Scandal. Um, <laughs> scandal. Um, so yeah, and um, and Agents of Shield, which is weird because I don't watch <laughs> Agents of Shield. I don't know why they're following black girl nerds. Um, so yeah, and then we have comic um, people, prominent people in the comic book community. So Kelly Sudaconic follows us, uh, Greg Pack. So it's just great to to be able to see folks that really get the community and really like it and support it. Um, it, it, it's really interesting to have those kind of connections with celebrities on Twitter. Uh, well, <laughs> I agree with everything Jane said. I'm like, yeah, you know, like I'm a blurred and someone like Carrie Washington or someone just takes note of it. They're usually pretty positive about it. Um, I haven't had anything negative really come from being a blurred with, I guess, well-known people or celebrities or what have you. So that's funny. I've got an indirect shout out in Fangoria. In Fangoria Online, which is one of those major horror publications written by someone who I've been for a really long time. He's a Hollywood screenwriter. So I was really shocked. Somebody had actually, um, one of my friends had actually tell me, like, hey, you know, John Skip was talking to you about Fangoria. I'm like, really? So also, uh, Tony Todd, if you don't know him, he plays Candyman. Uh, I think he's trying to, I'm guessing, trying to kind of connect with the fan community on Twitter in general. So he started following me, which I was really shocked about. Uh, and yeah, just hearing from people that I've worked with at other film festivals uh, out on the West Coast, uh, you know, you know, I will sometimes get you know a, a message saying, "Hey, I talked to Ernest Dickerson about your website." And I was like, "No, you didn't." I'm like, you know, really generally shocked and humbled. Ernest Dickerson, he's directed episodes of Dexter, The Walking Dead. He's he directed uh, Kill Me for Demon Night. Also, I think Bones, the Scoop Dog uh, horror movie. But yeah, so like. Those folks um, are really hilarious. What? What's hilarious? Yeah, hilarious. I love Bones. I love Bones too. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I mean, those guys and, uh, you know, other horror journalists like Clark Wolf, who I am just, I love her. And she started following long before I really knew who she was or the kind of, you know, brevity she's had as far as being a journalist. And I was really shocked and humble. And again, shocked and humble, that's, you'll hear that a lot from me. Because it, it's, it's a thing, it's, it's sincere. But, um, but it's, it's cool, it's, it's, I kind of geek out sometimes like for a microsecond and then kind of come back to reality, but it's been fun. <laughs> um, so we're about to wrap up the show. Does anybody have any other questions or, or any kind of comments that you want to add to our discussion today? Yes. Are there any recommended events in time for yeah, that's what I'm working on. I mean, <laughs> well, oh, yes. Um, Geek Soul Brothers having an event um, in New Jersey. Uh, I think it's next week, October 8th, I think. Um, Geek Soul Brother, are you here? No? Okay. I thought he said he was coming, but okay. Um, so he's having an Arrow premiere party. So whatever, because Arrow is premiering next week. Um, so that's an event that's happening, but 
Not a whole lot of events that I'm hearing about. I think the event that's happening right now concurrent with ours, Focus 100, is a great place to meet a whole bunch of alerts as well. Um, but I, I really want to take a lot of what I'm doing online and take it offline and have events like this and have meetups and um, even get together and, and do like a con. Um, so it would be great to just be able to fellowship and meet and talk and chat and actually have human interaction <laughs> with people as opposed to just being behind a, a laptop or a smartphone. But we're getting there. Anybody else? Okay, so I want to just make some um, some special thank yous. Uh, first and foremost to our TWIB family, Alon James White, creator of TWIB. TWIB is the acronym for This Week in Blackness. Uh, thanks for broadcasting us on your independent media network. Um, and the producers, Aaron Freeman and, and Shane, who's helped out on today's show. Thank you so much for um, getting this recorded and, and actually broadcast to the Twitter audience and um, those that are listening via TWIB. Thank you for that. And special thanks to Ijoima, our photographer, who um, works with the Reimaging Project, which represents women in the mainstream media, culture, and society um, that depicts authentic images of representing uh, the diversity of black culture. And her website is idstudios.com forward slash the reimaging. Um, so Thank you all so much for participating and um, joining us here at New York Super Week. Really excited um, to see you guys and look forward to talking with you more. And I think we're going to do like a Q&A um, afterwards. So if you have any direct questions for us, you can ask that. But um, thank you so much for listening to the Black Girl Nurse podcast. And thank you all on Twitter for tweeting with us. And thank you, our co-host, LaTanya and Ashley. Thank you. Thanks, everybody. Bye, everybody. Thank you.